What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Shuttle Drive. I'm your host, Wade Harrison. And in today's episode, I got my buddy, Bobby, the Zone Dog Miller. Uh, where are you from, Bobby? Virginia? Uh, Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Dropping in here on the Shuttle Drive. But man, um, hey, by the way, where did, where did the name Zone Dog come from? Let's just go ahead and start <laughs> with that. Because I've always wondered that. And I don't think I've ever even asked you. So the Zone Dog came from a couple different areas. Um, at the time, I was a huge WWE fan. It was WWF at that point in time, but there was a group called Degeneration X that I thought was really funny. And there was a guy in Yep, exactly. <laughs> I actually used to have the jersey that said suck it on it in 69. Yeah, that, I had that. We was all doing that back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Exactly. So then you remember the road dog. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I... I liked all of them, but uh, I liked the dog idea. And so I was paddling a Piranha Pro Zone, I believe, at the time. It was Classic. either the Pro Zone or the Inner Zone, but uh, I basically just inserted zone for road and then went with dog. And, <laughs> and that go. was how the Zone Dog was born. <laughs> and you've been, yeah. And I, and I take it you're a, um NBA fan, which myself, you know, I played uh, mostly street ball. Not really or not, but I did like three on three tournaments, the and one type tournaments. And I traveled around me and a few friends traveled around and did a lot of basketball. And I remember seeing you out one time and you had like a Dwayne Wade or something on your. And I was like, look at this guy. Nobody in kayaking basketball. <laughs> you might have been the only guy I ever knew that had a bat. And I was like, I already like this guy. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> so I'll take you yeah, a Miami how, Heat how fan. The, yeah, well, how the jersey. um and was actually, um, so I saw um, some guys, uh, there was a guy named Sam Drevo, who used to be a pretty big name Drevo, paddling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a good guy. Um, so back in the day, he used to live in the D.C. area, and, and him and some of his buddies would run the falls with basketball jerseys. So I saw this a long time ago. And then I had a Jerry Stackhouse jersey. Of course, you're from <clears throat> North Carolina, so you should be near and dear to your heart, or at least you know who he is. And uh, he, uh, I had a Jerry Stackhouse jersey, and I never wore it. I thought I would wear it, like, playing basketball with friends. Never wore it. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this on, and I'm going kayaking with it. And that was how I started. So I went from Stackhouse to Iverson, then Dwayne Wade, and I had Damian Lillard, John Wall. And uh, now I've stepped back to uh, Allen Houston, so I've gone back in time to the early 2000s. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's always right. a shooting guard. That was what I played. Uh, I was always a shooting guard. He was guard. a two guard, right? Yeah. I, I played hard and I could shoot the three. And uh, so, in general, it's uh, always been guard. So, I've admired how hard they play. And okay. that's, that's what I always perfected. I watch people like with the N one, like Hot Sauce and the Professor and people like that. And I learned how to do, you know, all the dribble moves, just street ball type moves. And I, I can shoot, but my skill is just being tough and, and banging and fast with ball handling. So, hey, play up to your strengths, buddy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> quick and annoying. That's my, that's my strengths, quick and annoying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll – get, people are probably listening and being like, okay, enough about stupid basketball. Not many basketballers play the kayak also. But um, we'll, we'll get on um, – you sent me an article from – I think it's called Exploring the Elements. 
and it's a article I think you wrote on it. And did you write it or did this Brian Dore write it? I wrote it. It's on um, it's exploringelements.com is mm-hmm. uh, the website. I, I wrote the article and uh, he, Brian has given me a platform to, uh, to yeah, okay, I can see it now. Um, Brian's given me a place to host my, or he hosts my stories. Um, and so anytime I write a story, I send it to him and uh, he posts it. He doesn't really uh, edit out anything that might be considered not P, not so PC. Um, there is a disclaimer not, at the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything, it's all satirical. I mean, all the events in the story happened, like as far as all the kayaking events, I usually throw in some odd situations that I hear about in the news or uh, see on social media and make light of uh, those kinds of things. But uh, yeah. and then I, I'm always yeah. looking for jokes. I uh, kind of in, in, the, in the same uh, vein as Eminem, like I actually... Uh, heard him say that he carries a pad with him and he if he hears something that he wants to put into one of his rap songs he writes it down so I don't carry a pad with me oh nice (laughs) I don't carry a pad with me I literally if I hear something that I want to put in an article I will type or if I think of something sometimes you know a lot of these um, the funny sayings in this one I thought up myself but uh, I will uh, just type it into the notes section of my phone so I'm just constantly going through the notes section of my phone. And awesome. Yeah, because I keep um, for video ideas, video content ideas, and just uh, guest ideas and questions and things like that. Because you, if you, you're like me, if you get so much going on in your head, it's a great idea now. And then two or three days later, I'm like, hmm, what else? What? <laughs> I had a great idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, this uh, particular trip was uh, really awesome. Mm-hmm. We uh, drove out there you know, 24 hours to Colorado, uh, hung around Colorado for a couple of days. It was kind of low. It's a low water year for them. And uh, we kind of were figuring where else could we go. So I wanted to, I've always wanted to hit uh, big timber. So that was like, yeah, that's Montana. Huge, right? Yeah, I was in Montana. I was nine hours from Golden, Colorado, but we hit uh, Bluegrass Creek on the way up there and then went to big timber and uh, Big Timber is just the most incredible place ever. Like nice. I, uh, I, I love that place. <laughs> yeah. the come Good and old go. come and go. <laughs> is that not the yeah, most hilarious? I, I actually, yeah, we actually um, came across another gas station. I gave a picture, but it didn't make the article. Um, called the Pack and Pump. So, <laughs> <laughs> Would that not be funny to have the Pack and Pump right beside the Come and Go? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Have them across the street from each other. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Big Timber was something else. That Big Timber Falls, that's uh that's it, one of the it looks scarier drops. Yeah, well, I'm I'm getting down to it. It's one of your last ones here. But um yeah, that's the entrance, ain't it, right here. That's called the gambler. It's uh there's a huge hole that's kind of walled in right there. And as long as you keep your bow up and yeah, you want to give her the old four engine run to get through that hole. Like it kind of is a steep enough slide that it's hard to keep your bow up to skip over it. And I would imagine we didn't have like high water, but I would imagine you get more water in there. and That hole probably just keeps. Were you in the code or the phantom? I was in the phantom. They, uh, the code had not started production when I went uh, there 
it, it wasn't long after that the code did start, uh, did go into production. But uh, at that, for that trip, I was in the Phantom. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's a uh, yeah. big number. Yeah. So do you go left of this rock or right? River left or river right here? I've seen people come down. And so go it'd be right river right, right of the rock. Okay. Um, but like, so the thing is, is like the rock looks like it's really badly in the way. And so it's terrifying to be up there at the top looking down at that rock. But if you peel out and you just angle right, it actually sends you to the river right side of the rock. But it's, it's one of those things like you've got an unstoppable force heading at an immovable object. And <laughs> <laughs> if you hit that thing, it could really, uh, really do some damage. So um, it was kind of a leap of faith. You know, I mean, madness, <laughs> madness is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. So uh, I peeled out and headed over the edge. And uh, I was uh, very happy to see how easily I missed the, uh, the rock in the center. And then you're just like flying down that, down the slide toward the wall. And then you bank get more back left, center. Right? And then, yeah. And then off the falls and it's a clean, clean pool um, at the bottom. So it's, it's, it's one of those where I'm, normally I don't really, um, I kind of let people make their own choices. I'm not big on telling someone that they really have to do something. But I, I broke out of that mold because once I got out, my buddy Tim that was with me, I was like, dude, I was like, you have to run that. I was like, there's no walk in this. You, you are going to go run that and you're going to love it. And of course, he, he did. He, he had an awesome run too. And, uh, but you knew his skill uh, level. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'm not, obviously not going to walk up to someone who I, you know, has, exactly. doesn't have the skill to do it and be Just like, wanted you, to clear that up. you should really do this. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> 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 um yeah you, you know i've seen a lot of videos and um content and people's videos where they've run this big timber creek and it's been on my hit list it's just it's just in a strange spot in montana and i guess you just kind of but you made the rally 14 hours i guess seven hours up seven hours back to just do yeah well it was creek. it was nine to, so bluegrass is maybe two and a half from golden so we drove to bluegrass we ran that that's a great run in itself. Mm -hmm. Then we did like six and a half to uh, Big Timber. We kind of split that. We drove part way and then and then camped out and then drove the rest of the way. Then we ran the creek, camped, ran it again, and then booked nine hours back. Now, unbeknownst to me, uh, Mesa Fall was somewhere not too far off of the path we were driving back. So uh, we could have side taken a little side trip over there. No, that, that probably would but it got us like four in the morning, but uh, it, uh, I don't know. It'd been another, it, it, another run. Worth it. <laughs> I've seen videos of that. Yeah, one. yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, man. it looks yeah. good. What, but what did you, um, it's funny because I've been over to that. That's on the front range, right? Around the Rockies is where you were at. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we, we did not get over, like Crested Butte was already gone by the time we got there. Uh, Viacito was running, mm -hmm. but from Golden, Viacito is a six-hour drive, and it was low. And you know, I'm not—I'm uh, known for not really worrying about low water. But for a six-hour drive, um, plus, I knew if I go to Viacito, that that was going to shoot going up to Montana. So um, I had to kind of weigh weigh the options of what, where where I was going. So we we were on a week-long trip so we basically had 
six, seven days to paddle. And uh, so we did three in the front area of Colorado, then one on bluegrass and two at Big Timber, and then headed back to Golden, got a good night's sleep. My, my friend Scott let me stay at his, um, he, had a guest, he has a little guest house and he let me crash there um, for as much, as long as I was in Colorado, I was welcome to crash there. So I got a good night's sleep. Uh, my buddy Keith was with me and he actually uh, hurt his shoulder. So he didn't go with me to Big Timber. He stayed in Golden. And um, so I came back to Golden, got a good night's sleep and Keith and I then drove back to uh, well, that's a awesome. you know, fast trip with it. We packed a lot of really good stuff into into the trip for sure yeah i my first trip um i went out to colorado in 2019 but well it was one of my many trips to colorado and i finally got over on the front range and i did um the big thompson the south st brain and one other yeah they're good runs those were really good but i looked at one i think it was at el dorado is that the one you did on the el dorado yeah el dorado is it's short but it's it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. it's manky it's like super manky (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Reminds me of some Southeast creaking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there were a bunch of trees. So like, I was kind of nervous putting on that one because you had to, it's fast and their eddies are small and you had to know where the, when you were coming up on these trees that you had to portage. And, uh, and then the biggest rapid called Harmon's Falls had a bunch of rock shift. And I don't know that it's runnable. There was a tree at the bottom anyway. Uh, so it wouldn't have been runnable e- you know, for me anyway, with the tree there, but I think the rocks had shifted so that you couldn't run it even if it was clear. And uh, so you had to know where to get out above there as well. So it uh, it wasn't as good as what I remembered it being because last time I was there, I ran everything um, on there, but uh, you know, I had to walk around a couple things, but it was worth as a starter trip, as a starter run to uh, get the trip going. It was definitely fun. Yeah, this is the the Paralyzer Falls, right? Yeah, that's on Lake Creek. Lake Creek. I've actually <laughs> heard of this one too. Uh, yeah, Lake like Creek is sick, dude. It like, looks really good. It uh, it's one of those runs that it, it the rapids. It doesn't have a lot of good rapids, but the ones that are there are really good and they're pretty dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> like, I take it. I take it, it your line looks good because if I was going to run this exactly where you're at, where it looks like over here is where probably you don't want to go into. <laughs> yeah, it's all sharp, jagged rocks over there. So like, it, uh, you know, it, it and the water's actually going left to right there. So it, it's hard to get. Le- it's harder to get to the left than it looks. Yeah, uh, like you got to charge it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of those lines that's like super tight, kind of like my stomach in the morning before I make brown. <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and then uh, the the second photo there was uh, the cauldron, and uh, that was a pretty cool drop. It's just kind of you had this long lead-in rapid that you know it was actually the lead-in rapid actually was bigger than it looked from the bank, and uh, and then you go down this flume and just kind of plunge deep and resurface in this you know, big pool. And, I, was, uh, I was following you and I think you just posted a lot of these on social media before this article and I was following it and I was like checking those on my list. I was like, okay, I got some more Colorado stuff. And now I know somebody that's been up there that I could get some info from too. <laughs> Cause I love going to Colorado and that when was you there? What, what time of year? It was uh, June. 
so um yeah i'm 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 a school teacher and so my school ended somewhere around like the 14th of june and since it was close to father's day i stayed and celebrated father's day with my family and then the day after father's day we headed out to colorado so it would have been mid to late june awesome and uh you know some years i've a couple of years ago, I went out on a similar time frame, but they had a huge snowpack. So I was like there at like the perfect time. Um, this year I was, or something. yeah, this year I was uh, 2015 was when they had like this huge season snowstorm. So it was like a really bad year. And then like really late in the season, they got like feet of snow. And so when I got out there, you know, like around, you know, June 17th, the Arkansas was like at a, 25 year high of like you know it was five grand going down pine creek in the numbers pine creek at five grand is one of the biggest rapids i've ever run it, it was huge like I'm down there where that hole normally is was this gigantic curler which i'm glad it wasn't a hole but uh i mean it was probably 10 feet tall and it definitely back-ended me <laughs> coming through there well that's awesome man yeah so it sounds like colorado you had a good time and i always have a good time in colorado too um, but yeah, um, are you, are you going to Mexico this year? I am. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. I leave, uh, on new year's day. I, uh, get on a flight and fly there and I'm going to paddle from January 2nd to the 8th. And then I fly back on the 9th. So you're not staying and doing the race. No, I, the 8th, the, I think the 8th is the race or maybe, maybe it's the 9th. What the, the race is on a Saturday, yeah. uh, whatever Saturday the race is. That's the last thing I do, and then that Sunday I fly back. Yeah, so. I, I've done a few of those Mexico trips too. That place is a blast too, ain't it? It's just a yeah. change up. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a good end of the year, and you know it's the jungle and the river, and you go as stout as you want to go down there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have big <laughs> plans for this year. Last time I was there, you know, I, I the first time I didn't get. There were several big drops that I get, and the second when I was able to knock off a few more of them, I, I got the side check, which is uh, probably my favorite drop down there. It's just so clean. And, and then um, I did Tomato 2. And uh, Tomato 2, I, uh, Tomato 2 was an interesting story because um, my friend Leif Anderson was out there and he wasn't with my group, but we had kind of lined up so that our, both of our groups would be there at the Seven Sisters on the same day. Mm-hmm. And the two of us were going to fire Tomato 2. And I got there before his and I'm scouting and I'm like, man, there's no way. I'm like, I'm 50, 50 at best. And so Leif shows up and I'm like, dude, I don't know about this. I was like, I'm 50, 50 at best. He's like, me too. 50 plus 50 plus 50 is a hundred. Let's go. <clears throat> and you know, all it takes is just a little, some irrational reason to do something. And <laughs> yeah. you know, it was go time. I was like, all right, let's, uh, Let's put the boat on the shoulder and uh, let's go. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was kind of funny that uh, that was our reason for to get us going on that. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got the uh, the old barrel roll coming off. I'm glad I was able to roll before. Um, you know. Oh I boy. Yeah. So I I flip and uh, nice I, nice. I rolled at the lip, so you can see I'm upside down. And my roll starts right here, and I basically kind of just do a, one of those mid-air flips. 
overall, kind of like what the young kids are doing now. I haven't quite mastered that, but I was glad I pulled it off there. Still I landed flat. I landed flat and upright on there. So <laughs> unintentional cobra rows are always the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I um, obviously I have a, a desire to go back and uh, have a rematch with that rapid. And I've actually never run Tomato One, so um, yeah, I want to get that one. The Twisted Pleasure and Dirty Sanchez, they both uh, are on the list of things to do. So I'm planning yeah, to fire it up when I get down there. Oh, for sure, yeah. It, it, sure. So I'm, I'm excited to have the code down there. I, uh, I've been paddling the large code, and I really like the large code a lot. Like, I, I like the medium, too. Uh, the medium is what? Well, how much do you weigh? I'm about 170 to 175. Okay. And the medium's yeah. super agile for me. And I, I like it a lot. Uh, but it's a little slower than the Phantom. And so uh, I like that the large is more or less the same speed, if not maybe even a little faster than the Phantom. Um, it's super forgiving. Um, and it's just big. It, it goes over everything. And so... With that um, rocker and I, about. I've been, yeah, I've been really digging the large. So... Uh, I feel like it, uh, it allows me to uh, look awesome when I ace the lines. And when, when I mess up, it covers everything up like a sweatshirt covering up a botched boob job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, um, because I'm like right at about 185, 190. And I, I paddled a medium code, but I also paddled the large code. And I agree with you. The large didn't feel huge. It just felt, it felt you, like, uh, are you still there? Yeah, I, I'm still here. I, yeah. You kind of um, glitched yeah, out. I don't, I don't think the large code was that big to me. I mean, it fits a big, it fits a bigger guy, but at 185, 190, I felt great in the, the large code. I could easily go back and forth between the medium and large and be happy in either one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think I'm going to love the medium on like the low volume West Virginia Creeks. And the large for like Great Falls, when I go to Great Falls, I, I always take the large because mm -hmm. you know, it's just high volume waterfalls and um, they both do great, but the large just seems to really eat up the, uh, the big volume stuff really it's well. And bust right yeah. out of them. What do you, what's going on in West Virginia? What, what's your favorite creek around West Virginia? You know, the, the upper Blackwater is a, a, a tough run to beat. Uh, it's two hours from my house to Blackwater Falls State Park. Uh, I guess it, it, out there, it's, it's much higher in elevation, so they could get snow when it rains around me, especially wintertime. Yeah, I've still got that on my list, so I'll, I'll get that hopefully this winter, um, that one. I, I want to check that one off my list. Uh, Blackwater. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It, uh, you know, if you got a lot of water in the Blackwater, it's it, juicy and fun, and, uh, you know, it's good for, good for a creek boat. If you've got around 300, I'd say – I mean, most people don't go a whole lot below 300. I'll go down to 200. But uh, I'd say 250 to 350 is like the perfect like half slice range. What's, the, what's your high cutoff? Uh, 600 is the highest I've been out there. I would probably go a little higher if I had a good crew that was uh, really, uh, really fired up. I'd probably go a little higher than that. I know, uh, I think Ian Wingert posted a video of running at 800. And uh, it looked stout, but uh, manageable at, at 800. So yeah. I think it was 800. It might have been seven. I'm not sure. But uh, I watched the video in I, I think I watched I that to... video, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, as, as some of those guys in the Pacific Northwest were running the Little White higher and higher, I kept wondering, well, how high can we take the upper Blackwater? And I, uh, by looking at Ian's video, I think you definitely go higher than that. So. Especially with the newer modern creek boats. I think so, too, with the new modern bow rockers and the way we can kind of come out of things, the way we've got wider, bigger bows with the Scorch and the uh, code, I think that makes those bigger, huge runs so more accessible. Am I, would you not agree with that? No, I totally agree. Yeah, no. absolutely. Like For the sure. old modern, say like a Nomad 8.5. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember, pad like, I was in the fluid boats back in the, in those yeah, days, right. and I had the bazooka. And I remember thinking that the bazooka was the greatest boat ever made. And I even went to Colorado in 2015, and I brought a 9R and a bazooka with me because I didn't. I wanted to just have an extra boat in case somebody broke one. And uh, the bazooka was so stable; it didn't have the bow rocker, the 9R, it's but short, it was so though, right? stable. It was short, short and kind of fat, and it uh, was super stable. So anytime like, I got to a drop that I was nervous about, I put the 9R back on the roof, and I grabbed the bazooka. Like, stupid falls. I was like, bazooka's, gonna, bazooka's not flipping going to this drop. I'm, I'm definitely taking that boat. So, yeah. um, you know, those, those boats had their place, but now I couldn't imagine going back to uh, that style of Have you guy. tried? I haven't. I haven't. It's brutal. So it's yeah. funny. I, I do a lot of boat reviews and demos and stuff and I'll go back sometimes and I'll paddle like the older boats. And, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in this nostalgia. They're like, Oh, this boat was so good. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I was like, <laughs> you don't yeah, what's going on today with, like I said, like boats, like the code, the phantom, the scorches, you know, all those type of boats, nine are I'm like, no, it's there. The Waka boats. That's where it's at. <laughs> I'm not going into damn Nomad 8.5. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Or a bazooka. <laughs> yeah. I've not yeah. paddled. I've, I've paddled one or two fluid. I think just their playboats, like the dope or whatever. I paddled one of their playboats. But, yeah, I haven't paddled the, the bazooka. They're, none of their creek boats, to my knowledge, anyway. I paddled probably a thousand different boats. But I don't remember paddling any, any fluid creek boats. Yeah, I you know – those boats like the dope. I mean, even I more recently I was in the dagger jitsu. Mm -hmm. They're, they're just too short for, for me and my, my ankles don't bend how they used to, but I gotta tell you the, the new supernova that's coming out, mm. like testing the prototype. I had so much foot room. Like, you know, I mentioned the pro zone earlier. Like that's my, my memory of like my greatest memory of play boating was in the pro zone. And so I, you know, paddling the supernova, I'm like, like it kind of brought me back to that area. And I don't want to get in a pro zone because I, I, I feel like, you know, like you were saying with, uh, with, you know, going back to old boats, like it would, it, I should leave that memory how it is and, <laughs> and move forward with the supernova. I remember being in a lot of pain paddling the pro zone, but I was much younger then. It's, like, I, hook, uh, it's like hooking back up with one of your exes that you <laughs> back up and you're like, yeah. Yeah, I should have just left that alone. It's like, no, I shouldn't have went back. No, man, it's it's definitely um, – well, the funny thing is, one thing – I think we had even talked about it, the Dagger Ed 7.0. That's a pretty yeah. good boat, even in today's time. But it's not yeah. as good as the Supernova. I And I bought the Id. Um, I found this – well, I, I found this guy, um, this old guy. He didn't, he didn't even – I don't even know where he got this Id, but he – 
he posted it on like uh, Craigslist and I met him and he was an older gentleman. It sounded like he bought it to fish out of. And he's like, you're never going to get in that boat. He's like, did you buy this for your, your child? And I'm like, no, I'm planning to jam myself in that boat. So uh, um, I, I was not comfortable in the id 7. I loved the performance of it, but uh, I could not get my feet comfortable in that boat. I figured and, that uh, might be your problem with it. It has not high knee humps on it, but it's still a very thin bow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I really loved how it performed. I mean, it, it was easier to throw around than the, the supernova, but I can do more with the supernova because I'm not like screaming in pain all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you get, you start hucking ends and your ankles start like hurting yeah, as you you're in the and then your body falls down. It just crams down deeper and you're just, you're grimacing oh, yeah, every yeah. bow stall. You, you hit a rock. It's, it's, it's you're awful. toast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because I think when, when definitely when dagger approached and they told me they were doing a slicey boat, finally, I I'd bitched and moan about a slicey boat for years. Like, but I wanted to make sure that it was like a good modern full slice. I'm really impressed with where that boat's going. I think it'll do well for dagger. Don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, there's a lot of interest in it for sure. And, uh, my area, like the Potomac area, there's definitely on, the various sections of the Potomac, whether you're down near DC or up in Harper's Ferry where I live, there is a demand for slice boats out there. I mean, that's uh, upper yawk that they, the, the Piranha Loki, probably the greatest amount of sales for that kayak in any region are in the uh, Potomac area. I'd, I'd believe it. Yeah. But they did. They're, they're here in the Southeast, but not as much as what I've seen up around that area. Yeah. It, uh, it, <laughs> they definitely, uh, have sold a ton of Lokis in this area. So. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um, I think I've noticed you've been with like Accent Paddles forever, right? You've been using the Accent Paddle. What paddle do you use for Accent? So I use the Accent Rogue and I, I love that paddle. It's a fantastic paddle. Um, the blade shape, uh, it's got a good amount of power. Um, I was using the Werner Powerhouse before that. So that's my comparison point. I've actually never tried an Odachi. I, I hear lots of people love the Odachi, but uh, as far as the amount of power you get out of the blade, I, I, comp- I thought it matches up very well against the powerhouse. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really great paddle. The grips are, uh, are like bomber. You the, like your these hand... stupid things? These things look so dumb. <laughs> They may look that way, but they, your hand stays in place. Like if you think about your grip in a shaft, like I showed you the one paddle where I wrapped the rubber like tape around it. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. Cause the uh, electrical tape, my hands were still sliding. The rubber tape does a good job, but those grips, my hand stays in place and there's literally no wobble in the blade. Are you a narrow gripper? Everybody said that you grip narrow. Well, I was the, you can't, now you can't you have those grips, like the shaft between the two grips is it very really narrow. Is. So yeah, it changed me. However, it's funny. Um, it's funny. Cause if I go back to a, a paddle that either doesn't have those grips or doesn't have the rubber tape that I've wrapped around it, my hands instantly go back to the narrow grip. Why so is, that? is there, give me a, is there an advantage to that? I, it's, it's just how my mind works. I like my hands, like as I paddle, like it's not intentional. It never was. It was just how my hands slid to on the paddle shaft. And uh, even if I would widen them, 
as I'd paddle further on and I wasn't actually focusing on keeping my hands apart, they would slide back to so, the middle. So. so just for people listening, you go a little bit more inside shoulder width. Uh, yeah. 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 And I so, I, and that always felt comfortable to me. And so that's, that's always something that I taught was like kind of hold the paddle where it feels comfortable to you. If it feels comfortable to you and it works. Yeah. I mean, you're shredding with it. So, oh well, <laughs> but you, you also run a very long paddle, don't you? Like a 203, 206 or something. So yeah, well, it depends on the, on the purpose. So my normal paddle is 204. Um, I, that's what I like to run now. Of course, you know, over time you chip paddles down and they're less, but uh, my race paddle the one that, that I use in all the races, even on the green, uh, at least when I got it, it was a 210. And I oh, love, I love a kayak the, fishing paddle. I know. I love the, the super long paddle. Like, I think you, I'd used your paddle once and I was like, holy crap. So a narrow grip still gave you, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have so much leverage with that long paddle. Yeah. And it's amazing how much more, you know, how, obviously on something like the green, you've got the shallow water. So the, 210 may have its disadvantages but you get so much more control out of that extra bit of paddle like and you know how i got on that idea wasn't from like you know boats like the green boat it was the wave hopper so i noticed that when i used the longer paddle on the wave hopper i had like so much greater control over it and even you know getting in the vanguard uh, i feel like i have a lot more control with the 210 just paddling and i can't get as many strokes in but uh I can control and steer the boat better with that paddle. But that literally that paddle, that paddle sits in my basement and it only comes out of the basement when, it, when there's a race involved. When the long boats come out, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll, um, I think I used your paddle one time. I think I remember talking to you and you, you had like a 204, which I thought was about perfect for me is about a 204 when I'm in my longboat or racing. But I think you even told me you had a longer one, like a 210 or something. I was like, no way, no way would I use a 210. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. But you make it work. I mean, you make it work. I mean, I might, I might experiment yeah. with that. It was funny. Um, so in the Great Falls race a couple of years ago, um, Isaac Hall broke his paddle in the slalom portion of the race. I remember. And so he didn't have a paddle. And I mean, I mean, there's plenty of paddlers around that would lend him a paddle. But yeah, I w- was probably one of the first people who approached him. And I was like, hey, you know, you're welcome to borrow my paddle for the longboat race. And uh, he's, he's like, OK, sure, I'll take you up on that. And I, I, I was like, it is a 210. And he's like, what? you know what? I think I'm going to find someone else to uh, borrow a paddle. <laughs> I want a 200. <laughs> it's that much longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh a 204 i'm like okay that's long but i 210 i'm like Ooh, okay well we'll make it work <laughs> but i mean i use a 260 um in my fishing kayak so okay <laughs> so i'm familiar my warner goes from a 260 to a 240 so i'm i'm good <laughs> but yeah man well that's pretty good <laughs> yeah so that's um i i just wanted to ask you about that um one other thing, yeah, accent, you know, accent paddles. I'm I'm surprised they're not more popular because the the paddles have held up really well for me. I mean, you you know that I beat them up pretty good, mm-hmm. and I've never broken any of their fiberglass paddles. That's so awesome. What's the shaft? They, they, Is it all fiberglass? Are all their paddles fiberglass? So yeah, um, well, they make a um, they make a, a, a foam core, foam and core um, rogue. I'm looking at it. Yeah. 
I always use the fiberglass ones. Um, the foam core, I, I don't know, I, I had uh, issues with breaking the foam core in the past and not, not just, not from accent, but like, you know, prior to that. And so I just don't trust the foam core. Now maybe, yeah. maybe advancements have happened in the foam core, but uh, I, I've had good luck with the just solid carbon blade, which they don't make anymore. And um, that, you know, would be the thickness of the fiberglass blade. Yeah. And uh, and the fiberglass blade, they've all held up really well for me. So who owns uh, Accent Paddles? Do you know? So it's Accent and Canon Paddles. I don't know if if they then have another company that is like, you know, that owns them. Like Pelican owns Dagger, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. I haven't gotten You're that. Out of where Minnesota? Uh, yeah, yeah, up there out of Minnesota. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm, I've seen them. They've been around for a while, and they look good. You know, if Accent, if you guys are listening, send me some of your paddles and I'll do some reviews on them. I like the looks of the paddles. I'll, I'll review them and send them back if they want. Um, yeah, because I've never, I think I use yours, but they have this new grip that they're doing that I'd like to try out and just kind of like see more on it. So, yeah. And, you know, there's a couple paddlers on the Potomac who have the foam core um, Accent paddle and they really like it. I just, you know, for, as much hitting rocks and levering off of things Manky as I Creek do. Is I, where I love my fiberglass. Manky yeah, Creek. yeah. That's where my Warner <laughs> Surge comes out. I don't use my Letman if I'm on Manky Creeks. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, because that, that fiberglass will flex and bend and you push off rocks. As you know, you paddle like a, a Mank Creek in West Virginia or Tennessee, North Carolina. You want that flex where it doesn't break. And I think that's where fiberglass comes in. So you, you really, yeah, you've been hanging in there with these damn accents forever. Yeah. I've been, I'm over a decade uh, paddling for them. So yeah. uh, it's uh, definitely, uh, you know, I've been very happy with, with their paddles for uh, all this time. And uh, certainly that's why you're uh, still using them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Is there um, let's see what else. Um, we went over. We haven't we haven't talked beer yet. Wait, wait. We uh, I have uh, I am a, a sour beer guy. So uh, we have a, a local brewery called Flying Dog here in Fred. It's uh, in Frederick, which is about a half an hour from my house. Okay. And uh, they have a couple really good sours, but uh, they have this dark berry sour, and uh, it's awesome. It's a seasonal thing. I don't. It's got a limited run, but uh, that's what I've been drinking a lot of. Lately, so <laughs> I took at my last podcast. I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm getting a little chunky over here. I have to start laying off the beer. I'll fluctuate. <laughs> I have a fat gene, so I could fluctuate 30 pounds. I during like races and when I'm like doing a lot outside, like summertime, I can get down to like 165. And then, like, like right now, I'm like 185, 190. So I'll go from like 165 to almost 200. And I'll hit that big of a gap. So I have to really manage that. So I'm like slowing down on the beer, but I love doing these podcasts and I love hitting the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that you always uh, talk beer. So I was like, well, this is my chance to go promote, promote sour beer. Yeah, so, oh man, I'm going to hit yeah, some sour. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge sour fan. It was funny when I went to I the Cali. Like, I like sour. I, uh, I had a bunch of sours in my cooler and Snowy and I got to the takeout. I was like, hey, Snowy, have a sour. He's like, I don't know about this sour. I, I love sours, man. I love sours. Yeah. 
I think he, he, I think he ended up drinking one and enjoying it. But uh, you know, I, I think it's they're not as widely available, so you know, not as many people know about them. Yeah, there's there's a few brew. You know, obviously Asheville has a brewery every damn five blocks, so it's like, you know there's breweries all over Asheville, but there's some breweries here in South Carolina too that I'm I'm actually trying to get one to sponsor the podcast. So oh, nice, like that's a good idea. One, yeah, that way I could just like give them a, a plug and I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, that'll that'll be fun. I'll check it. What'd you call it again? It was Hanging Dog. What's the name of it? Uh, Flying Dog. Flying Dog. Flying it's a uh, dark dark berry sour is uh, this one. Um, they also have one called the Vicious Hook, which is um, a fruit punch sour. Is that and, the, uh, are they only available around Frederick in that Harper's Ferry area? I, I mean, I would guess they have a wider um, area that they, that they ship to. I, you know, in all honesty, I didn't really look for them when I was down for the green race. Mm -hmm. I've um, never heard of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Flying Dog is huge in this area. They're, uh, okay. they're definitely big. They have, uh, they have a beer that's uh, really popular. It's an IPA called the Raging Bitch. And, I've had uh, that one. Yeah, so that, that's a flying dog. So that, that that, a lot of people have, have had that one. So um, I, I try to do that when I go to these regions, say like Upper Yawk or somewhere like that or Potomac. You know, I'll stop and get some local. I want to get the local stuff. I, yeah, it's just yeah. been like a tradition of mine. So, you know, if I'm in Colorado and we're in, you know, Glenwood Springs, somewhere like, we're get, let's try to find a local. They're local to us anyway. Local to yeah. that region, I mean, yeah. You work with Kaleva for people that don't know, right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I teach uh, in several programs. We have uh, a cheat. There's a, a race on the Cheat River in the spring. So we do a training program to get people in shape and ready for the Then I do yacht training where we – um, instruct people and then if they meet a certain criteria then we take them to the upper yacht we did green narrows training this past summer um, we had a really good crew that came down and fired up the green for their first time and then we have a fall training uh, deals with uh, the um, we do a lot of a lot of playboat in, in that fall training and then I, I actually did my own uh I did my own class in the late, like kind of late September, early October timeframe. Um, it was a, an all playboating clinic and there's the play park, um, up, uh, North of Baltimore, um, on the Susquehanna river, river, uh, at Holtwood. And, uh, they basically have these dam releases and they built this channel with all these play spots. And so our, the, the final trip of my playboating clinic, we met for four weeks. I coached everybody. And then we took this trip to Holtwood. And the features there are awesome. I've seen your videos from that. It looked good. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a fun place for sure. You had the uh, Supernova there then too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and um, like I, they, the water was a little higher than it normally is. And there's a, there's three features there. But the third feature usually isn't like, I, I've only been there that one time, but uh, the feature is not supposed to be that good. But then because it was high, I guess the third feature really comes into its own when uh, when it's when the water's up a little. And so that was like my favorite spot. I was able to blunt and cartwheel and just do pretty much anything I wanted on that on that wave. It was it, it, well, it was a wave hole yeah. combination, but it was a good time. Yeah, I've seen your uh, I've seen your videos you posted from that. That looked good. Um, I just heard of that spot. I'd never been up there, um, but I'd heard of it. Well, that's awesome, man. 
Yeah. Well, how can people get a hold of you? You do have a YouTube channel. I follow your YouTube channel for everyone listening um, on iTunes, you know, or Spotify, go over and um, check Bobby out on YouTube. What's your YouTube channel name? It's uh, Bobby Miller 24 for YouTube, Bobby Miller 24 on Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, I'm Facebook. on Facebook too. Facebook's just Facebook. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Bobby Miller. Yeah. yeah. And I also have a, I have a TikTok channel too that I, I've been throwing some of my videos up. I, I haven't put up a ton on the TikTok. I'm yeah. new to that, but uh. I, I have a TikTok channel, but I'm so reluctant to get to change my content over to TikTok. I'm so close though. I have so many <laughs> funny ideas, but I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. No, <laughs> maybe later I'll, I'll get some cats and do some TikToks with some cats jumping on my blinds or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no kayaking <laughs> content, just all cats. Uh, <laughs> I hate cats, but it's like, um, all right, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Bobby, um, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for coming on. And, um, I will, uh, definitely stay in touch with you, buddy. Um, hopefully we can get out and paddle again. Yeah, for sure, man. It was great talking to you, Wade. All right. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Thanks a lot. Let me, all right. See you all right, see you.